In a land of cursed reality TV in a time of harsh reality, the destiny of a mediocre podcast rests on the shoulders of three dudes. Its name, Four Seasons in a Funeral. Today, we're talking about Season 3, Episode 6 of Merlin, The Changeling. My name is Nick, and joining me today are Charlie and David. I'm Charlie. I'm David. Uh, and you're lucky, audience, that you didn't get a Charlie intro this week. Otherwise, man, would we have a weird energy. It'd be, it's uh, the end of culture, everyone. We hit it. Culture is done. There's nothing more for <laughs> us to do as a society. Burn it all down and let the monkeys reset. There's still Pokemon. They're retiring Ash and Pikachu. <laughs> um, like I said, culture is done. Did, didn't like a Rick and Morty like video game come out this week as well? Oh, who fucking cares about that nonsense? Yeah. That's the, that's the oh, look at this quirk. Guns talk and burp and yeah, whatever. Talk to me when I can torrent the Harry Potter game. Ah, there we go. Um, No, what, what we're referring to isn't Pokemon or whatever Audience, the fuck other video games say are Say the words, Nick. Let no, the words Nick's, leave your Nick's mouth. Nick's going to say a, a, the, a title of uh, a filmed project and that is alliterative pr- and is two words. <laughs> and I promise you, it's not porn. All right, Nick, Nick what's go. the title? Nick? I don't want to. Nick, I don't Nick want you to. have to. Nick, you have to. What if, what, if I, what if I make it five words instead? Nick, we can't have all this dead air. You gotta yeah, say no. it. Oh, <laughs> fine. Milf, Milf Manor. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm going to download your audio. Make that my ringtone for you. <laughs> oh, God. Is you just sadly saying MILF Manor. <laughs> that is... I... No. That's culture. That's culture for you guys. We've that's... done it. That's right, everyone. The 30 Rock joke is reality. We're done here. Let's just move to Europe. Do we? Do we need to? I think we're good, right? I don't think it's infected Canada. Um, except it totally has. Like, I, I, I just, I hate that this is going to become like one of the most watched shows just instantly because of how fucked it is. I'm definitely gonna watch it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm also going to watch this. And I think <laughs> I'm... we're Dave and I are part of the problem, and I fully own that. But like, no, we're not. We pirate this media. They have no way that we're consuming it, and we're like. <laughs> That's fair. There's no way that me pirating MILF Manor is going to contribute to more MILF Manor being created. Because I'm also not going to talk about it in social media. I'm just going to tell all my friends to watch it. <laughs> yes. And you know what? Your <laughs> Most friends... of them won't illegally download it. Yep. Most of them will contribute to the problem. And therefore, it's partially your fault. Uh, I listened to a really interesting book um, by Malcolm Gladwell, who's like um, a... I don't even know what to call him. He's just, he's just some dude who writes interesting books called The <laughs> okay. Tipping Point. And it was all about um, like those kinds of, you should just treat nearly everything, like trends and memes, like an epidemic. And how you can trace back to like there are super spreaders of ideas and like trends. Yep. And it's like very, very interesting that those things that lead to COVID also lead to MILF Manor existing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Also, what a, I, I just want what a sentence. Just, the same things that lead to COVID lead to Milf Manor. What is wrong about that sentence? So syntactically nothing. Like so. So my my question about this is is 
now now that this is out, how close like how close are we gonna get to like the like step bro side of things? Like how fucked is this gonna get? Because we're I... all assuming that this twist, audience, in case you're wondering, they haven't revealed the twist of this of this TV show yet. But also, everyone already knows what the twist is. Um Well the the premise is there's eight hot moms in a manner looking to start relationships with younger men. And I also think a better name for it might have been like Cougar Cove, but you do need to have it as the mother aspect, I guess. And given what we expect the twist yeah, to be, <laughs> the presumption of the twist based on the trailer is their sons are there, and which makes the casting for this all the more suspicious. Like, how do you how do you find these people independently? And it's just like, oh yeah, you'd be great for the show. Do you have a son that we could talk to? Is he ripped? <laughs> Would you fuck your son? Would you let another woman fuck your son while you're staying at the same spot? Like, yes, no, okay. If you say no, then you won't be on the show, by the way. Honestly, I... if it's anything like um, other reality shows, it's that they auditioned for certain reality shows um, and got rejected, but those, like, the people who did the recruitment then forwarded them to the recruiters oh. for the show, right? So it's like they all signed up for like the Bachelor or Bachelorette or like some other or like probably Real Housewives for this kind of thing. Yeah, and, and they did like the, a family profile on them. Yeah, and then they were like, "Okay, you're not right for this show, but we'll send you over." There's, a, there's another show in development that's doing casting, right? I, is how that works. So that's why they're, such... the people they get already want to be on reality TV as well, right? <laughs> Oh no. Anyways, it's... and we're done with Milf Manor. That's all we're going to talk about at this episode. Until it comes out. <laughs> Until it comes out, in which case we will be doing bonus episodes where we force Nick to watch Milf Manor. I'm, no, I'm not going to watch it. I <laughs> refuse. We're going to clockwork house. orange him and strap him to a chair and Nick, wire if Charlie his and I showed up to your house <laughs> like in the evening, would you turn us away? Like, if yes, we were, um, would. If we were if, like, if you guys... "Hey man, no, no, no. Here's here's what I do. If you guys were like, "Hey, uh, we want to watch, we want to watch this show," uh, we like, you know, we're both here. It's it's like the the like middle ground for us. We're gonna watch it here. I'd be like, "Cool, I'm just not gonna be there while you do it. I'll, I'll go out for a walk. I'm gonna go rock climbing. Fuck you guys. Enjoy." We uh, wouldn't uh, hang out with us if we both drove all the way to your place. How if, dare you? If, if this was the reason, <laughs> no. <laughs> I need, we'll you, I need, you, to, I need your, you to understand that, David. No. We'll coordinate with your girlfriend, and she'll have duct taped you to a chair. Your girlfriend would we'll definitely watch with us. Oh yeah. Thing. I don't. I don't know. I. I legitimately don't know. This. This really? might be. They watched um, Love Is Blind with all with us as well. This one's. This one's a new level. Like this is. <laughs> yeah. That's all I gotta say. It's just. It's. It's a different level of like fucked. Like when when Republicans talk about the moral degradation of society, they they generally refer to the like the gays and the blacks having rights. This is what I think they should be referring to. Once again, assuming that we're right with what the twist assuming is. Assuming that we're right with the trend with the twist. <laughs> if if we're not, then it, like then it's fine. It's just I another am, show. I am more invested in the show cuz what could the twist possibly be? They de-aged their ex-husbands. <laughs> that would also actually, you know what? Um, but that's not young hot men. <laughs> I got, I got a prediction for one of them. I got a hot take. One of them will be her adopted son. 
and they're going to play up. Maybe they'll hook up and they'll do, or it'll be a stepson type situation. That, one of one of the mother sons will not truly, have a blood. That would not be have truly a horrendous. I think you wait till season two to do that, <laughs> right? Like you do just the standard thing for season one, and then season two you start throwing those in to keep the oh, audience. No. Well, well, no. Season two, see, season two is Dilf insert word, right? Dilf. <laughs> what is a D word for a house? Dilf the, dwelling. Dilf domain. <laughs> also. <laughs> Also, that doesn't work because that's just that's just sad ex like that's just sad dads trying to bang eighteen year olds. Yeah, that's no what one wants do to normally see that. anyways. Yeah, that's that's a Friday night for those men. <laughs> oh God. Uh. Anyways. Um. Anyways. Hey, what have you guys been up to? What What have you guys been up to? What oh, have I been up to? Um. I watched all of a show called Getting Back in the Groove, which was a show, which is basically The Bachelorette, but instead of one girl, there are three, and the conceit is that they're older women dating young hot <laughs> men. <laughs> So what I'm hearing is, is there's precedence, David. <laughs> it's so funny because this show came out like three weeks ago. <laughs> oh, man. How long do you think Hulu was sitting on that? Or TLC? Like, did someone jump ship and was like, guys, I know I'm just new here, but we have to start on this immediately. There was a great plot twist after the second episode where it was revealed that one of the hot guys was one of the mom, was one of the woman's son. <laughs> So what I'm hearing is that there's precedence, and he that is... actually won one of the women, not oh his mom. God. I would hope so. <laughs> Which was crazy. Uh, oh. I hate it so much. Anyways, um, Charlie, what have you been up to? David, you're uh, done. Why am I done? <laughs> I mean, you know what you did. We uh, <laughs> I finally, finally got a new car. Because it Yay. has been a while. It's been like a week plus since we recorded. It has. Uh, finally got the new car. It's very nice. Uh, actually got used winter tires from it for it yesterday, hey. which is good. Um, saw both of you in person. Uh, when? Why did you see last... me? Why did you see me, Charlie? That's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see you. David, I'm outside your house right now. <laughs> David was just no... David was just that drunk all weekend. It's a shame to waste that joke that I been. just thought of now, because that would have been a great joke to do for what, what have you been up to? Just casually throw it aside, and then I saw both of you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, Nick and uh, our Nick and my work had uh, our company Christmas party, which was lots of fun, mm -hmm. and then immediately the next day had to drive all the way back from the office. Uh, or the town where the office is in, uh, back home, and then get immediately cleaning so that a bunch of people could come into my house and then drink. And it was a good time. It was. Yeah. Yeah. So um, much drinking. Many. Uh, I, I didn't drink, but hey. Shout good. out to whoever left three G2s in my fridge. They were greatly appreciated. Uh, that would have been salt. <laughs> uh, salt did vile those G2s. I drank um, one. I remember they are all gone now. 
Salt Salt watched uh, my girlfriend pick out a Powerade while we were in Walmart and immediately went, that's a good idea. Yep, and I saw that, and then I bought a pack of Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> went, that is a good idea. So so now you, now you know how three different people reacted to it. On the other hand, Salt did also buy you, like, 15 Kleenex boxes. He did, which did was also very... Home? No, they're upstairs <laughs> in my closet. Why did he buy we, so many? They we went, sell hey, individual boxes. We went, hey, man, are you taking those home? And he's like, nah, they could be here. Because next time I come over, then I know you guys have Kleenex. We're like, okay. So, unfortunately, he has now put the onus on you to, you guys have to have Kleenex boxes whenever he comes. Like, any time now. <laughs> That's okay. He doesn't really visit the house that often. Exactly. But if he's coming and you guys are on a Kleenex, it's like, shit, all right, I got to go out and get some. He, he... It's also like a shame that it's uh, my house that is the midway point between where people live. Just because there's like four people we're friends with that have like pretty severe allergies to cats and or dogs. And you have yep. both. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then there's the wild card horse hair that's surely on some clothes. Hey, it was fine. Just a bunch of us were allergic all weekend. <laughs> I was fine. I had a great time. Uh, no, that was great. Yeah, no, that was that was most of what I did this past week as well. Um, yeah, uh, office Christmas party, um, and then hanging out hanging out with friends on the weekend. Uh, it was super great. Uh, for some reason, some fucker decided to give me Morbius on DVD. Um, <laughs> <laughs> did you watch it? Fuck did no. Did you morb out? I have are you, not morbed out yet. Are you going to leave yet. it in, in the plastic wrap as a collector's item? <laughs> yes. That is exactly what's happening to that shit. Uh, are you going to wait till next year to give it back to that person? Um, hey, audience, ooh, that person actually, was me. Huh. Maybe if I get that person for, uh, for Secret Santa, I could... Uh, Hey, Nick, did you get me for Secret Santa? Hmm, who knows? Nick, if you got me for Secret Santa and you give me Morbius on DVD, I'm going to be furious. What if I upgrade it and I give it to you on Blu-ray? So I spend more money (laughs) on it. I would be less furious, honestly. (laughs) What if I I spend like $40 and get the like ultra deluxe Morbius like 3D Blu-ray DVD digital combo for you? If, If you get him the like full full blu-ray set david i will record an episode with you watching morbius with commentary is there a collector's <laughs> edition there is a steel book morbius. why is there a steel book there is a morbius steel book 4k ultra hd blu-ray plus digital it's only Hell 50 yeah. bucks or there's the exclusive fan edition <laughs> who is a fan of this movie <laughs> What a what an incredible thing. I can just like overview. Biochemist Michael Morbius tries to cure himself of a rare blood disease, but he inadvertently infects himself with a form of vampirism instead. Like I know that's an entirely accurate summary of the movie, but it still sounds wrong. How many special features are there on the Morbius? I am I'm really Steel enjoying book. I'm really enjoying I'm looking at the reviews for the Morbius Steelbook on Best Buy of all places right now. It is a great. Best Buy uh exclusive. Um because like you it it's just it's just fantastic. Like it's it's three people. The the first one is 
Got to order it from Best Buy, no problem. No scalp ordering here. Hope the other three comments enjoy sitting on their dozens of unsold copies. What a bunch of losers. Uh, as if the other people aren't just memeing. Well, it's 4K Collector Lee. Blu-ray Collector Lee. Collector Lee has small PP. Small PP. And then Collector Ginger Lee. <laughs> oh, Ginger Lee. Oh, man. We should talk about Merlin. It's uh, available. Probably. You could still get this. <laughs> no, for some reason. I would have, but we had like a $25 hard ship Available I, in nearby stores. <laughs> I would have been I would have been so upset, Charlie, if you had gotten me this and then also put a note in there saying, hey, by the way, you owe me 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that would have been the worst Secret Santa gift you you could have gotten me. <laughs> just, like, just a note that says check your phone, and then I send I send an e transfer request for twenty dollars. Like I'm just imagining, like oh by the way, I went over, so I'm just gonna ask for the money like back for that. Just like that would be like that. That's more insulting than the time that I accidentally sent David two dollars less just because my mind decided that I should on an e transfer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I God, I I still think about that, David, because like, but more recently when I sent you an e transfer, it was a weird amount of money again. I almost did it again, and I was like, "What's wrong with Nick, my brain? What's wrong with your brain, my dude? Why are you rounding numbers?" I was I was literally like, oh, "I'll just rent to the nearest five. and I'm like, "Wait, I just tried to I just tried to steal another two da- two dollars from David. What am I trying to slowly with me? scam me out of money?" His audience, once again, what's he gonna do? Tell me I, I owe him two bucks? <laughs> what's the lowest amount of money you could under-deliver to someone? Or, I sorry, what's the en- most amount of money you could not give someone before? I think it's entirely based on how much money you're give- you are giving them, right? Because if, um, like, if, I'm, if I'm expecting five grand from someone, and they short me five bucks... That's okay. Fine, right? We'll but say, if I'm we'll expecting say twenty-five bucks from someone, and they show me five bucks, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" Hundred dollars. Uh, what's hundred dollars? What, what's um, your limit? It's probably four bucks. I think as soon as you yeah. hit five dollars, I think as it's soon, as soon as you hit five bucks. As soon bucks. as it's a bill, I'm like, "Hey, what the fuck?" Yeah. <laughs> um, but like in particular, like four dollars. Like if they like weirdly, it was like four fifty. Like if I asked for an even hundred and they gave me like ninety five fifty, I'd I'd have a problem. Like there's something like, that's more me? of a problem th- with that than ninety six. I think like, honestly, also it depends on how the money is given. Because if it's in cash and they give me ninety five dollars, or they give me like ninety six bucks in cash, and I'm like, don't worry about the four dollars. But if it's e-transfer and they e-transfer me ninety six dollars, I'd be like, "What the fuck?" No, no, <laughs> you specifically see, wrote the wrong number. In in both cases, for a hundred, I'm more annoyed than not because we have a hundred dollar bill. You knew you were supposed to give me a hundred dollars. How did you fuck this up? Go get me a hundred. I don't know. It depends. If if I get handed nineteen five dollar bills and it's like shit, I I I miscounted. That's that's less of a problem yeah. for me. But like, if you show up with a bunch of twenties and a single five, I'm gonna be like, "Excuse me, <laughs> you couldn't find one more five? What the fuck I mean, is also, wrong with you?" They would only have eighty five dollars in that case. Sorry, and a ten and a five. <laughs> fuck you! I'm tired. 
<laughs> I know, but just like I think right. there are bigger problems in that scenario. All right, <laughs> so, so Charlie, so Charlie, hear me out. Hear me out. Instead, they show up. They they, they owe you a hundred bucks. Like, let's say I owe you a hundred bucks. I show up with four twenties, a ten, a five, and like. Uh, like a Gatorade, and I was like, "Hey, man, I'm really sorry. I had to like go and get something, and I had to break the twenty. Um, I I also got you this Gatorade, I guess. Like, is that even more upsetting? <laughs> uh, from you, I'll be bewildered, but I will take <laughs> the money and the Gatorade because I know the street value of a Gatorade, and also I like Gatorade. I'm I'm going to be annoyed. Like, hey, what the fuck? Why did you spend that?" extra money on something worth roughly like or like 250 yeah roughly like, worth like 250 you... it was like yeah I, I needed to buy something myself and i was like well shit i guess this is under five bucks so i'll still be able to do it and i'll get him this thing as well yeah it, from from you i'm gonna be like yeah sure just give me the gatorade what the fuck's wrong with you if it's like a kajiji meetup i'm gonna be like no you're trying to kill me <laughs> You're not wrong. This, this this does change. If this is a Kijiji thing and they try and give me too little money, fuck that. Like, a dollar? No, no, no. I think it also changes if it's, like, like um, it's very it's much not a, a round thing. number you're being owed, right? Because if, like, someone owes me $107 and they only give me 100 that's also like, all right, that's fine. Well, I guess. so so we're we're also taking into account the whole friend side of things, right? Mm -hmm. Because yeah. like, obviously, like, okay, cool. Like, uh, let, let's say David, I owe you like twenty seven bucks, and I give you like, I, I just like happen to e transfer you twenty five. This is what before. what a weird hypothetical that could <laughs> never a, happen. What a weird <laughs> hypothetical. Hey, next time we're out, I'll just either give you a two D, which I think was what happened. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or like oh cool like i'm like you know I'm, there's gonna be a point where i'm gonna like buy something and it's gonna be like oh you like david you owe me this amount of money and it's like nah like you just don't worry about it like you know that, that two dollars it's like it randomly interested into, interested into like five dollars for the thing that i bought you uh it's like five dollar thing it's like that's fine it's just like okay cool we don't have to worry about that um but yes if it's a round, like if it's an easy, easy round number and it's a bill and it's not the right amount, I'm con I'm confused for sure. Uh. Anyways, okay. we should talk about Merlin. Merlin. Jesus Merlin. Christ! It's been a oh, half hour. <laughs> Jesus fucking, fucking Christ! Fucking Morbius. <laughs> oh. Anyways, Merlin. 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 All right. TV guide for this episode reads: Arthur is pressure pressured to marry a visiting princess, Georgia King. Merlin has his doubts about her, however, and his suspicions may be proved right when he discovers that her nanny is a pixie. Three words know. in, and you flub. I flubbed it immediately. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say, man. We. Oh, it's been so long since Nick has had to read shit. Oh, I don't like, I don't like it. Think about how good my last outro was. It was fantastic. Audience, my last intro, amazing. Or my last outro, amazing. Intro's terrible now. <laughs> you couldn't even say that! <laughs> uh, anyways, um, Merlin? Merlin. 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 So, um, yeah, we start just with a fucking terrifying scene. <laughs> just... Yeah, the fairies are back. The she cat, we cut back 20 years, and there's that creepy blue fairy flying over a baby and then it casts a spell on the baby can i just say man is the cgi rough <laughs> oh it's it's the entire holy it's not even Dude. like too much cgi it's 
they put a dude in a rubber mask on some wires in front of a green screen, cropped him out, and just had someone with a mouse go to the left, to the right, to the left, to the right, to the <laughs> I left, was to the right. cackling with laughter and just his terrifying face. <laughs> but this is the return of the she because they were in the first Explodey Staff episode. And hey, spoilers, Explodey we'll, Staff coming back. I <laughs> will also talk about that first Explodey Staff episode. Oh my god. Just the complete, like, fucking nonchalance of grabbing the Explodey Staff, which has been there the entire time. He has it under a hidden panel in his bed. Where where was that when the fucking night zombies attacked? Like, what do you or mean? Or the fucking dragon. <laughs> like, anything. Why, why has that been there? <laughs> you didn't think to take it with you when you went to go confront Morgana in the scorpion fucking land? Like... Ugh. I, I bet you this will be... one. We'll see it one more time. And then explodey staff We'll either is gone see it one more time or it will be a permanent fixture <laughs> of Merlin again. <laughs> He'll just always have it. Because he should always so, have it. So so remember, we have seen Explodey Staff. Like, this is now the third Explodey Staff episode, yes. right? Yes. Yeah, Correct. Uh, he used it to not explode, but knock out a couple of druids. And then one of them absorbed the Explodey Staff power and shot it back out at him. Maybe at that's why he we decided went, not to use it anymore. Maybe yeah. That's at why which we went, what is the conversion from Explodey Staff power? into that rock and then out of it again and we got locked <laughs> lost set, in set that phasers. wormhole for like 10 minutes Merlin just set phasers to stun which was still kill but not explode <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah it's non-lethal like a taser is non-lethal don't worry about it you have any heart problems <laughs> hey tasers are less lethal they don't the police specifically do not use the term non-lethal everything is less lethal why can't the police just go around with, like, trank guns? Like, why isn't that what we've decided on? Because that They'll takes time and people have people. allergies. <laughs> mm. uh, but yeah, but people- uh, we then see the baby grow up 20 years later into Princess Elena of... Um, Gawain? No. What? Uh, what no, the fuck what's is the his kingdom? name? Um, Godwin. No, what's- Lord, Lord Godwin. Yeah, yeah, but what's the... Oh, the kingdom. the kingdom. They mentioned it a couple times. I don't remember. Because I had a joke about this. Well, it sounds like you should have remembered. Well, you should have done go, your homework. Gawant. Because <laughs> I went, Gawant is no more. It's Gawan away. All right. That's it. The podcast is over. Four Sam is ending. Yep. <laughs> hey, David. Hey, David. Do you want to talk more about like friends and like how much money it'd be cool for them to like accidentally give you? <laughs> David, do you want to talk more about Milf Manor? No. <laughs> I can go back to playing Pokemon. <laughs> David's just uh, gonna this is just shiny hunting now. Anyways. <laughs> well yeah, we get introduced to the baby. She's Princess Elena. Uh she is incredibly clumsy and um she's like checks her teeth in the mirror and then lets out a fart. And it's not like one of the funny like that's just air farts. Like she farted and I was my immediate thought was, Oh, she shit herself. <laughs> that was that was a wet fart she gave. Oh yeah. Um, um and then she just starts like eating an apple first thing in the morning and her hair is all unkempt and she's clumsy and she doesn't want to wear shoes. But 
her dad's making her because they got to go to Camelot so that she can marry Arthur. And it seems and like she actually has a very loving family and social structure around her, which yeah. is shocking. Like the, the dad's like, Uther's a good man and his son's a good guy. Like, we're doing this. I'm not marrying you off to some rando. This is for the kingdom. But also, like, I know I'm marrying to someone who's at least, like, a good person. You may not love him, but he's a good person. And I'm he's, not doing this to seize control of a kingdom. That's this Grunhilda's is, job. This is strategic, but, like, not in, like, an overtly, like, I'm, I'm taking over sort of way. Yeah, this is strategic in the best possible way for everyone involved. Save yes. for Arthur and Elena. But yes. I'm also very, I, I know it was the vogue at the time to, like, merge your bloodlines to strengthen your kingdoms. But Uther says, like, oh, when they get to the, when they get to the kingdom, Uther's like, oh, this will formalize what's basically been an unofficial alliance between our kingdoms. And I'm like, why, why isn't it official? Why don't you just sign a peace treaty and open up some trade routes and make it an official alliance? Listen, but then the, the problem with that is if you don't have a blood relation, who knows if they're going to maintain that past the current regimes, right? Exactly. Like, that's what it is. There's no trust unless you marry each other. That's why they have those marriages in real life, at least. I uh, no. Godwin and Uther seem to be pretty chummy. Yeah, but they're not fucking each other chummy. Or are they? That's, no, if they were, we wouldn't thinking. need this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a very different episode of Arthur going to Merlin and be like, I don't know why my dad always disappears for so long whenever Godwin comes to visit. <laughs> never Real find weird. him. <laughs> he always comes out sweaty. I think they must train together. Yeah, I asked if I could train with them, and they both said no really suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> my dad said no. Godwin said when I was older. <laughs> oh. But yeah, and then obviously Arthur is kind of like, excuse me, what the fuck? Uh, you're marrying me? And Gwen is clearly upset about it. Um, and yeah, I think that's it. And then, yeah, they just arrive and Arthur's not very happy about it. Gwen's depressed. And uh, um, Merlin's just kind of confused and sitting on the sidelines for now. Yep. Uh, we're also just continuing to get the uh, the whole like Princess Elena is unbelievably clumsy this entire mm -hmm. time. It's almost it's almost like she doesn't have control of her body. Gasp! Uh, what? See, I was really expecting a different outcome to the solution in this episode. You thought um, they would also, kill her? <laughs> no, I'll I'll get to it. I'll get. To also, it. I'm I'm just slightly confused because we see as a baby, um, they the like the the original she like casts a spell on the baby and then the the like the the fairy be, like goes like just just there like it's just like spontaneously there i think there. he was impregnated like not impregnated but like i don't know what it is but it's weird man it's real weird it does not follow the actual lore of changelings not any version that i recall because <laughs> changelings traditionally are certain types of fairies that they actually swap out the well, they're supposed to be with. like old fairies that are doing it as like hospice care, essentially. Oh. Like they steal a child, give them a fairy that's about to die, and because it's a baby, they get very well taken care of, and then they die. <laughs> and they do it as a hospice kind of treatment, and oh. the parents are just kind of like, "Oh, I guess the kid died. All right." Uh, Sids, you know. Yeah. Um. 
but yeah, it's it's weird. I, like I have questions about that, but it's fine. Um, either way, there's there's now a fairy in there, I guess. Uh, <laughs> either way, there's now a fairy in there, I guess. We need to stress that in the most literal terms. <laughs> God, Nick. <laughs> Nick's an ally, everyone. Jesus it's fine. Christ. <laughs> oh my God, you're phrasing. It's so horrendous. Am, am I wrong? <laughs> Much like the conservative religious dad said to his wife after leaving his son's room after a deep conversation, there's a fairy in there. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> oh, it's so bad. Oh. But yeah, um, Uther gives Arthur the talk like, "Hey, duty comes before love. This will be security for Camelot. You'll be a great king if you just do this one thing that doesn't make you happy." Uh, and Arthur's like, "But I don't want to fuck her." I don't. I don't even think it's that. I think it's literally just like just. Like, no, I already have someone that I'd like to marry, and I'm just going to wait until you die so I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I can marry the help, and also she's black. <laughs> I mean, you didn't hear any of that. You didn't hear any of that. And Uther's like, who could he possibly be talking about? <sighs> but yeah, uh, we catch Elena. We cut to Elena sleeping at night, and she's having very weird nightmare. <laughs> And she's not having a night. She's just screaming. She's just like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> Oof, ouch. And so her maid, the wiki calls her the royal nurse, which I have trouble with. Um, But I think they mean nurse as a nurse maid. Yeah. Um, and the help. Brun yeah, Brunhilde, <laughs> who I believe played Professor Sprout in the early Harry Potter movies. Yes. I think so. She does look like that. Um, sprinkles some dust on her face. And oh no, Elena has a fairy face. She's got it's, a she face. It's real horrendous. I I don't why did they make the she so hideous? <laughs> well, there's another question to be asked. Why the fuck did they make the pixie so hideous? Because yep. Brunhilda goes down to our favorite lake. <laughs> our absolute favorite fucking lake. <laughs> shocked when she just wandered onto the lake <laughs> it's like, opens wait, what? the gates to Avalon <laughs> and talks to the she-king oh, and is like God. oh hey I'm remember I'm your loyal pixie servant look at all the weird black shit on my face and my comically large nose um they'll get married and then you'll have a she-queen on the throne of Camelot and you've been planning this for so long to have someone fall in love with Arthur while he still lives and has his soul so that you can rule over Camelot. That is a long-standing plan you have had. Now, explain to me the first Explodey Staff episode and how that makes sense. <laughs> how they want Arthur dead to take his blood because it's royal? I don't know, my dude. Listen, man, they're they're just like playing all the angles. They're But if you want control of the kingdom, how does killing the your the guy you could get in through like as, assumingly they want control of Camelot for like the resources and probably all the magic shit it's built over. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Other people coming in and taking over that kingdom as they would if Arthur is dead and Uther is gonna be like basically dead in a couple of weeks with grief. It doesn't really help you do that. No. That it does not. And then 
Also, so like the She King's like, oh, we've waited many years for this moment. And later, Guys is like, oh, be careful. The She are a, a patient people. They live for a thousand years. That and, that was weird, especially because he was like, hey, what the fuck? Why is this taking so long? He's like, you won't fuck this up. This has been so many years. We have to do this soon. Why I've been patient. Why is taking so long? <laughs> Gotta do this shit now. You know me, the King She. I'm fucking impatient. <laughs> And I'm like, uh, maybe Gaius's books are wrong, but like, yeah, normally fairies don't really give a shit about time scale because they're so old. But yeah, it's fine. Uh, we then wake up, and hey, Elena is good on horses, I guess. And this is like one of the only humanizing moments she gets for the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, she just zooms ahead of Arthur and is like, haha, beat you in a race. I told I'm good at horse racing, just like my mom, but she's dead and I never met her. And Arthur tries to connect with her and is like, oh, my mother's dead and I didn't know her either. But hey, look, I got you a flower. And then Elena sneezes on him. And he's like, nope, this seals it. I don't love her. Arthur, <laughs> yep. Merlin, never leave me. <laughs> that like, Merlin, Merlin <laughs> you can't leave with me over her. Why did you leave? <laughs> Merlin's like, I thought you wanted some alone time. He's like, never do that again. Why would you do that? <laughs> this isn't what I wanted. Legitimately, the only good parts of this episode are the Merlin-Arthur scenes and the Merlin-Gaius scenes. Everything else you can ignore. It's all bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh my, we also even get a Morgana scene. We do. Uh, we, there's a feast at night. Grunhilda flirts with Gaius. Um, Which will Elena come up later again. gets wildly fake hiccups. Uh, and then eats a toad before she goes to bed that Grunhilda gave her. Because she likes toads. That's, yeah. <laughs> it's it's just it's just weird. <laughs> oh, there was when Grunhilda sits down to with Gaius and she's like, oh, you've been avoiding my gaze all night. And Gaius is like, oh, my gaze isn't quite what it used to be. I immediately just went, Merlin's over there in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> So but dumb, also, but so <laughs> good. Also, I want, yeah, guys, with your eyebrow like that, your eyesight can't be that great. Uh, 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 we get Merlin starting to get suspicious of Grunhilda here. Um, I don't think this is starting to get suspicious. This is holy shit, Gaius. Something is quantifiably something is, wrong. Which, oh god, I hate the callback as well for this that we get later for the like frog tongue. Oh. Oh god, the frog tongue, don't remind me. <laughs> oh. But uh, anyways, yeah, um Merlin goes and talks to Gaius about it, and Gaius is like, yeah, it's kinda weird. Um We'll have to, to figure out what they're up to. Definitely well, strange though. Cause he's like, What color was her tongue? Brown? And Merlin's like purple. And it was also like four feet long, and Gaius is like, Oh, she's not sick, something's fucked up here. Yep. Guys is like, oh man, really? <laughs> I got also, really so excited. She's like she's out like watching a fly on a flower getting ready to eat it. Merlin sees her, and then his eyes do the magic glow thing, but then mm -hmm. no obvious magic happens. I think he was just sensing. Okay. Yeah, I can believe that. That that part confused me because I'm like, did he force the tongue out? But yeah. Uh, Gaius then goes into the room, discovers the bag of pixie dust. Grunhilda thinks he snuck in there to hit on her. Mm. 
Um, and that happens. <laughs> Gaius goes back and tells her that um, she's a pixie, and it makes sense because she's really into him, and he's he's a special gentleman. And Merlin is like, holy shit, that's the most disgusting thing I've ever heard of in my entire life. <laughs> and Gaius is like, oh, that's kind of mean. Like, what the fuck? Come on. <laughs> what the fuck, man? I'm right here. Dude, not cool. And Gaius is like, oh, that explains it. Elena's a changeling. That's why she's so clumsy. And I really fucking thought when they take the fairy out of her, I thought she was still going to be clumsy. I did as well. But again... There's no way that they can have that kind of nuance in Merlin. Like, I was really hoping that they would keep her clumsy. Because it was... It wasn't like she was, like, a gross person. She was just clumsy. She burped a bit. And then just didn't like being a princess, generally. Mm-hmm. And there was ways you could have fleshed out her character without it being like, Oh, she's like that because of the fairy. Ha ha. Ha ha. Clumsy people don't exist. They're all broken. They all have malevolent demons inside of them. It's simple, you see. I mean, ah, yes. to be fair, though, it is that simple. <laughs> <laughs> so is is that the reason why you're clumsy, David? Yes. <laughs> I have a sea inside of me, and I really need someone to exercise it, please. I can't keep getting all these concussions. Oh, One no. day you will actually lose a finger. <laughs> Oh no. We're choked to death. Uh yeah, the choking <laughs> is a concern. <laughs> Very understandably concerned. I've only been to the hospital two times for choking. Thank you very much. I'm glad. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um they are like, oh my god, the the she are gonna have a queen if they marry her off to Arthur. Um and then I think Morgana finds out that Arthur and Gwen want to bang because they have dinner and she notices them exchanging looks. She oh, definitely, yeah. She definitely, I think, already had suspicions of some sort, but she, I didn't know if we were going to get evil Morgana or not here. Oh, but we do. Because <laughs> she seems very vindictive about it, but again, I thought she liked Gwen. I don't understand. No, because Gwen's <laughs> a part of Camelot and they must all be killed. I I mean, I guess. <laughs> She's so blinded by her rage for Uther that she'll hurt the people she loves, which will redeem her by the end of the season. I just... I thought she liked Gwen. <laughs> I don't understand why she's being such a bitch to Gwen. Because <laughs> she that's her character now. She's a bitch to everybody I, except for her ghost. Because that's her dear, still... dear sister she'd never met before and is known for all of two weeks. You can still have fucking nuance. I just... No, you uh, can't, because you're a woman character, and you're not allowed nuance. Oh, God. Nuance for women isn't a thing, David. This isn't the Handmaid Tales. It upsetting because it true. <laughs> this isn't the early seasons of Game of Thrones. Maybe, maybe it'll get better. I, maybe... This isn't Malcolm in the Middle. Listen, I just hope that maybe better. <laughs> What a weird choice there, Charlie. Hey, the mom on that show had a su- all the characters on that show actually had a surprising. Malcolm in the Middle was a very good show. <laughs> Poor like, Frankie not... Muniz, who doesn't remember filming. That's actually most false. Of it. 
Wait, is it? I thought he said he doesn't remember. He came out later and lied and said he just lied at the time because he didn't want to talk about it. And he was just saying, yeah, I don't remember that scene. And they ran with it. And he was like, I'm, I'm not going to contest that. I got other things to do. <laughs> like, yes, I remember filming it. Are you insane? <laughs> like, <laughs> I just couldn't be bothered to contest that. That's fantastic. He's uh, like, no, I don't remember everything. It was also, I was really young, and it was like 10 years ago. Yeah, uh, audience, go watch Malcolm in the Middle. It's go a, watch Malcolm in the Middle. I think it's on Disney+. Plus. Interesting. Maybe. Nice. I mean, well, I think it was a Fox show, wasn't it? So they would... Okay, that would make sense. Because um, yeah. Disney bought the rights to all of the Fox TV stuff. Specifically, they did not buy Fox News. <laughs> It is on Disney Plus. Nice. Well, that makes sense. Hey, uh, you can go find that on a like streaming service you probably have. But if you're looking for Merlin, don't look on Netflix anymore. You can find it on Tubi. <laughs> yes, come to Tubi where it's free. I'm so confused. Why are you confused? It's on Tubi. I was the, I was using a paid service to watch this show, and then when it was it on a free there, service the entire time. When it was on a free but also legit service the entire time. So weird thing: the guy who plays Cal Kestis in the Jedi Survivor video games, yeah, he was in Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, as who? Chad. Oh, was he one of the nerds? I think he might have been. I think there was a character, or one of the nerd characters, that had his same facial structure and hair color. Oh my god, no, he's the tiny ginger. What? Yeah. Alright, is... audience, while, while David and Charlie get their minds blown, uh, I will continue on with Merlin. Oh, yeah, sorry. Let us get back to the Merlin. Yes. Um, we have Merlin just see um Grinhilda like sprinkle some of the weird like fairy dust I guess on uh Princess Elena while she sleeps. Um he, Merlin decides to take a hint from Elena and also gets all clumsy uh from it. Um Grinhilda sees Merlin running away uh from the scene and um Merlin goes back, tells Gaius about it. Gaius is like, "Well shit, I guess it's a changeling. We got to stop that." Um and they start pouring over books. In the meantime, uh, we have uh, Morgana start to have uh, her start to give her suspicions of like, ah, yes, Arthur has his heart must be for another, right? Right, right <laughs> And so this is where I thought she was being nice though, because she goes on about like, listen, he has to do it, even if he doesn't want to, right? So I thought she was being, like, nice to Gwen and saying, he does love you, but he has to do this. He's being forced to. He's being forced to. But don't worry. I'm sure if you want, you can be, like, just, you know, what, whatever the medieval English version of a concubine is. A mistress? Uh, a mistress, <laughs> mean, I guess. A, a concubine? The actual Western word they have for it? Mistress? Oh, cool. <laughs> I wasn't sure if there was another one. <laughs> That they were using in medieval times, but cool. <laughs> Mistress. Mistress it is. <laughs> I thought you were going to go side hoe. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I went a way different direction, David. <laughs> yeah, you can be his medieval equivalent of a side piece. <laughs> uh, uh. But anyways, 
Um, so Gwen ends up going to Arthur, and they have a sad puppy dog eye competition um, where they look at each other and just be sad. And eventually, I guess they're like, um, they're basically like, hey, um, what you're doing makes so much sense to everyone that isn't the two of us. Yeah. So that sucks. And he's like, but is it so crazy for me to want to marry who I want to marry? And she's just like, yes, yes, it is crazy. <laughs> yep, I'm a go now. Peace. And he's just sad. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Um, we then get the proposal scene, I guess, in the hall here. Um, uh, we have, yeah, we just have Arthur here give his proposal to Elena. And Do we? No, see... we have a scene where no, he first talks Gaius... to his dad, no? No, uh, this is Gaius is like, hey, Merlin, potion's almost complete. It fucking sucks, though. Um, I need one rare flower. And then Merlin goes into the swamp and finds it. And then um, Arthur, uh, Arthur proposes. Yeah. Okay, okay. But we do get Arthur propose- proposal here. While Gwen watches too. Oh yeah. I'm sure Morgana's still like, oh fuck, this is so fun. Listen, listen, man. Gwen has to continue to like figure out her motivation for cucking Arthur, and now there's so many. Just. Just like when they cut to her and she started talking like, oh shit, Morgana has lines this episode. I was shocked. And then it was her being like, oh, it must suck to marry someone you fucking hate and you'll be miserable, huh, Gwen? And I was like, oh, it's this kind of lines. They they just don't know what to do with her character when it's not she's, about her. Like She kind of goes into like standby mode until the season premiere finale comes up. <laughs> The like, writers What's Morgana doing this whole time? Don't stuff. know what to do with Morgana and don't know how to make her a cast member. The, the, like they've they've decided like this is like the like weird transitionary period, but also we already know that she's fully evil, but they're like, oh, but the rest of the people don't know, so we can't just like make her evil in all but of then, the scenes. But then they're also like, but like we need other plots for the episodes, right? <laughs> Yeah, we can't make every plot about her. And fuck, we wrote her that she lives here again. Shit, what do we do? Ah, <laughs> uh, she just. Uh, we'll just bring her back on a on a as needed basis. Oh shit, Show her contract us. says at least five episodes. Fuck. All right, throw <laughs> her in here. Give her a line. We're done. How, how many? How many of those can we just have her picking mushrooms out in the forest? <laughs> <laughs> None. It doesn't make sense to the plot. But what if we make that a subplot? She has to go and pick <laughs> mushrooms for four episodes for Gaius. What do you mean that's Merlin's job? It's hers now. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, Grunhilda goes back to um, Lake with the dead bitch in it, um, and, and the sword, and the sword, and like three other things, I'm sure. And the gate to Avalon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and apparently the gate to Avalon. Uh, and it's like, oh hey, the servant boy Merlin found out about our plans and the, the she king is like how the fuck he's like okay but also what the fuck is he gonna do no no you don't understand he is the servant boy to arthur and he's like, like this merlin boy will rue the day i ever learned his name and i really expected this to be like oh okay 
he'll be a recurring villain later on. <laughs> and he'll really have a good Nope. <laughs> flies really in there and gets before, done before, blowed up by Merlin. Get to that before we get to that. So let me get this straight. The druids know of Merlin as Emrys, and there's a whole mythology about him, and even like the ancient wizard who was like discovered the origin of magic knows about Emrys. But the fae have no fucking clue about him. Like at all. He's just some dude. <laughs> That is that is correct. And he's just some dude who has been chucking things into the river. Like, <laughs> I really, really wanted them to be like, Merlin, you mean the litterer? Who's I been polluting this lake with his trash? I think it would have been way funnier if he if if the fairy showed up, like Merlin does the eye thing to like stop and be able to see him, and the fairy then looks at him and goes, I know you. You you've been by a couple times. You've thrown a body into my house. I was really expecting anything more from the all-powerful Faye knowing about Merlin or just knowing who he was. The fact that they thought he was just some dude was insane to me. Hey, David, how does it make you feel to know that the Faye are like a CR like three creature <laughs> in, in, in the Merlin lore? He literally lore? killed two of them. Like... <laughs> with, were... with just a magic weapon like he didn't even use spell slots really. but i just mean like in the first appearance they fought like on the lake outskirts like <laughs> they fought each other like five feet away from the lake <laughs> firing lightning bolts at each other and it's like wait what do you mean he's just some dude <laughs> oh, surely anyways. yeah surely the shade king should have been at that fight <laughs> Like, he just, no one knew that happened. Like, some dudes just showed up and were like, ah, yes, we will bring you Arthur's soul, and then never followed up. And you were like, mm, I guess he did left. I guess he came up. It's a I good really... thing they didn't follow up on that, because we actually need him alive. <laughs> we actually really... had a long-term plan about him. I really enjoy as well that, like, based off of all of this, Merlin, like, I guess, discovered the lake from from there and was like, cool, dumping ground. Because <laughs> <laughs> he knows, he saw that the fake came out of the lake and he decides to throw shit into it. Like, I don't understand. I'm, I'm eagerly awaiting the revelation that there are actually three different lakes around Camelot. One has the gates of Avalon, one has Excalibur, and one is where he burned the druid chick. Like and they're just separate bodies of water. I don't know. We we the, the Excalibur and and the Lady are in the same lake. We know this. Yeah. They have to be. Anyways, yes. And then so yeah, the the fucking king again. The king for some reason decides to just go and murder Merlin by himself. Yep, he brings brings anyone. brings explodey staff. He doesn't bring anyone. It's just him by himself. Also, if she was supposed to, like, report her plan back to the she, like, did she sneak away to Camelot every couple of years to be like, <laughs> hey, I got an update for you. The kid's five. We're fine. Hey, the two kings really like each other. It's all going well. <laughs> Everything's going to plan. We've done it. I, I guess Arthur does mention, like, hey, it's always a good time when Lord Godwin shows up. So... Maybe she just pops in every now and then. Yeah. Here and there. But yeah, uh, Merlin wakes up, pulls out Explodey Staff from underneath his bed, because apparently it's been here the whole time, and was 
It's in a panel underneath his bed, which means it was missed in the search by the witch hunter. <laughs> and also, no. like, several other subsequent searches of his room. Um, no, don't worry about it. He, yeah. It's a walking stick. And then, Have you not seen the limp that Berlin has? It's a walking <laughs> stick. Clearly magical walking stick, but it's fine. Uh, but then shoots, misses, uh, knocks over a shelf, and I was immediately like, oh, fuck, if they just broke the potion, I'm going to be annoyed at this. Uh, and then, yeah, explodes the She-King. So I guess they get a new one for next time to also be mad at Merlin. I just, and he just it, kills their <laughs> king. It's their king. It's so good to me, too. Just because, like, Merlin, guys is, like, kind of half awake. And Merlin's in that perfect state of, like, I just woke up and someone tried to kill me. I am wired to the bone right now. This is as much adrenaline as can pump through a body at once. <laughs> And they're like, ah, shit, the bottle's broken. And then we just kind of cut scenes. And I guess Uther fixes the potion somehow. Uh, Gaius Gaius goes and finds more of the things. It's fine. They got the ingredients now. Um, And they're like, how are we going to get Elena to drink this? And I was like, put it into literally anything and give her a drink. She she doesn't seem to be too concerned with not eating or drinking. (laughs) Yep. Uh, and I like Merlin's plan much better where he's like, oh, we just have to distract Grunhilda with bait. And Kai's is like, don't you fucking do this to me. Don't you do this to me. And, and so they're like, oh, we'll go to the vaults beneath Camelot. And so Gaius lures her down there. And as she's coming afterwards, Gaius is talking to Merlin. He's like, now remember, if she overpowers me and things don't look good, Merlin's like, I will wait and watch. And guys is like, no, please come save me. And You'll also, s- we will never speak of this again. <laughs> if everything goes out, we will never talk about this. And so they, they manage to trick her, lock her in. There's awkward flirting between Gaius and, well, Grunhilda and Gaius unwillingly. And then they lock her in. And then she's like, oh, you'll never know what you missed. And she sticks out her super long CG tongue and licks Gaius's face. It's yep. so creepy. And Gaius is like, it's it's alright, I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, actually Merlin, I, I best stay behind to make sure she stays in here. <laughs> why, don't, why don't you go ahead, Merlin? I'll, I'll be there in a minute or two. <laughs> yeah, so they do all of that, but then she also gets out immediately! <laughs> yeah, she breaks down, she blows the door off the hinges and manages to catch up with them before they can get back to Elena's room. They're in the hallway. And they had like a good, probably ten minute head start because they keep cutting back and forth. I I just really enjoy what happens next here, um, where <laughs> Merlin's just carrying around the staff because he's got to go kill a fairy that's going to come out of Princess Elena soon. Um, yeah. And so Grunhilda's like, "I'll fucking kill you!" And Merlin shoots her with the staff. She doesn't die or disintegrate. And so he's like, uh, "Guys, you have less time than we thought. Get her to drink it somehow." I'll take care of this. And for the first time, they didn't show the epic fight scene, and I loved it. Because it's just in the background, guys being like, oh, hey, I brought you a calming tonic. You should drink it. Stop talking about your backstory. Drink this. And in the background, you could just hear Merlin zapping the staff and Grunhilda landing on the floor. And it's top-tier comedy for this show. Uh, That was great. I did enjoy that quite a bit. (laughs) (laughs) And then... He, he zaps her one more time. She disintegrates into a pile of dust. Merlin walks in the room like you haven't gotten her to drink it yet. 
plugs her nose and dumps it down her throat. Well, because he comes in staff raised, it's time to kill. Like <laughs> I have really? murdered two people today, and it is only ten in the morning. <laughs> Well, he just seems more annoyed. He's like, guys, come on. I do this all the time. Pick up the fucking slack here, man. I have poisoned so many people. <laughs> and then and then just one-shots the fairy that comes out of her. <laughs> I, God, I just, I'm, I'm enjoying so much that they gave Merlin a gun in this show. <laughs> He's so sassy like... and cocky when he has the gun. Like, this is, oddly enough, because... Because nothing is targeting Merlin explicitly for a bunch of this episode, he's just kind of there, so he's all smarmy and, like, confident, and it comes off with a fantastic energy. I just, like, there's something so hilarious to me that, like, you know, like, obviously, first of all, wouldn't make sense for there to actually be a gun in medieval times. And also, this is British TV. They're they're not going to have guns in anything that's, like, fun or lighthearted at all. Um, so they're like, yep, cool. Magic's exploding Achilles staff, but it's, it's just a gun. It's just a gun. Like you shoot something enough times. It's going to explode kids. Uh... <laughs> Try it on the bunny in your backyard. Uh... You know, your dad doesn't put a, a combination on that safe. It's just always unlocked. No, no, no. That's, that's what, that's what us Merlin would be. That's what American <laughs> Merlin would be. Oh man, I really wish Sci-Fi tried to do an American-style Merlin for whatever reason, like they do with all the good BBC shows. Isn't that just the Charles Dickens Isekai? I'm sorry, the what? <laughs> Listen, Charlie, Isekai, Isekai doesn't have to be anime, I guess. Give me a sec. Oh no, anyways, while, while David looks up something that I... I don't think I want. Sorry, but it's... Mark Twain. Mark Twain. <laughs> okay, this is not getting better. Okay, um, a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's court is an 1889 novel by Mark Twain. In the book, a Yankee engineer from Connecticut receives a severe blow to the head and is somehow transported in time and space to England during the reign of King Arthur. He gets captured and ends up becoming the rival of Merlin. That because is just Merlin's an a fraud, and he uses his uh, advanced 1889 technology and engineering skills to be a real <laughs> wizard. <laughs> For example, Excalibur is just magnets, my dude. Electromagnets. Oh my god. This is a real book <laughs> that was written. By Mark Twain. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The King Arthur American Isekai. Wow. Yeah, I was not, not joking. Wrong. Oh. So, like, was sci-fi. Mark Twain in Otaku? <laughs> there was a 1949 film adaptation. Oh, no. Oh, no. Do, I, do we have to watch that? And a that 1989 now? TV movie film. That is going to be so much better, as we it's, all know. It's not, it's rated lower. <laughs> <laughs> um anyways let's let's go back we're, to merlin using oh. the gun one more time oh, uh, merlin already destroyed that fairy we're on to the heartfelt arthur merlin scene where um arthur's like i don't know what the fuck i should do and merlin's like not my place and he's like just fucking tell me merlin like not read the room guy come on <laughs> and merlin actually gives him a very nice speech where it's like if your dad thinks making 
the future king unhappy is good for a kingdom, then that's a bad thing. And Arthur's just kind of like, where did you... Because Arthur's moaning about destiny and Merlin's like, oh yeah, I don't know what it's like to have a destiny, except all these things. And Arthur's like, when did you learn so much? And Merlin's just like, read it in a book. And it's so sassy and I love it. Listen, that's because Merlin's currently hiding the gun behind his back. Like... (laughs) Yeah, Elena also wakes up from having the fairy out of her body, and Merlin doesn't even try and hide the staff. He's just like, yep, this is my magic exploding staff. <laughs> Don't worry I, about it. It's, it's, it's a gaze good thing she's so weep. chill. Like, she's just like, Elena. all right, anyways, time to go to that marriage ceremony. She's like, man, I feel fan-fucking-tastic right now also. Thanks for whatever was in that potion. Is it crack? Can I have crack now? It is not the 1700s yet. <laughs> Uh, anyways um marriage ceremony um and it's arthur who decides to object to the wedding um but it's okay because elena's down with it and uh uther while pissed uh sees that lord godwin is down with it and is eventually like all right you know what fine this is this is fine i guess objecting to your own wedding is such a badass move i may have to say Oh no no oh no Ooh. Ooh. That's not a good thing to say. <laughs> not a good thing we, to have on recording. I don't think. I don't think David and I can condone that. I think we both have to go. No. <laughs> but like, what? Charlie's gonna. Charlie's gonna object to his own wedding, and we're both gonna stand up and be like, "We object to the objection." <laughs> like, I, I think then, David, you and I have to fight. <laughs> and if you win, I have to get married. <laughs> I don't like these odds. <laughs> Nick, you're my backup. <laughs> Wait, why no. is he your backup? He should be do, my do backup to, in that do, scenario. Do I, get to, do I get to pick a side? Because I've I, orchestrated I this here? whole thing just to make you two fight to the death. <laughs> David will be in a penguin suit. Oh, jeez. And I'll be in a Charlie suit. Yes. <laughs> also known as a tux. Um, so we're both going to be in tuxes then? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very different tuxes. But, then... <laughs> but yeah, uh, Arthur basically calls off the wedding. Uh, Lord Godwin is like, ah, you know what? The kids had it right. And Uther's like, well, what the fuck? This, wasn't, this isn't how life is. This isn't how society currently is. And Godwin is like, Uther, my guy, society evolves with the times. Get with it, nerd. And then they hug. And hold their cheeks together for a little bit too long. Uh, it's it's fine. They definitely weren't looking for an excuse to spend more time together. Yeah. Uh. And then Arthur flirts with Gwen, and he's like, "Your heart, or my heart, belongs to you, but we can never be together because you're poor." The end. Yes. Uh, well, no, we we now get we now get um, Lady Elena as as she's leaving the kingdom. Uh, Arthur realizing, well, wait, now that she's not clumsy, did, did I make a mistake? God damn, she's actually hot. Wait a second. Wait a minute. It's almost like she was putting on an act to make sure that I wouldn't be interested in her, <laughs> or she was possessed by a fairy. <laughs> but Which it couldn't one? be that one. Oh no, David, we were both wrong. This is the last appearance of the Explodey staff. No! No! It's only in three episodes. And we just watched the last one. 
And the second episode didn't even have to deal with the Fae. It just appeared for no reason in that episode. Why is this never used? If it was at least broken, I would be fine with that more. I'm, I'm very glad that the, the Go-Go magic gun came back and is now gone forever. Oh no. <laughs> I, I'm very upset. <laughs> it's... It's actually it's actually great. All right. Um what what are our thoughts about this episode now that we're here? Uh Nick, you get to go first. Um I don't know. We should on it a lot. It was still fun. There's so many plot holes. Uh like I <laughs> you, you can't give it like too good of an episode no. rating. Just there's, just there's... based off of the fact there's so many plot holes, but it was fun. Like there's that's the thing. You turn the brain off, this was a fun episode. It was but, stupid. There's three good scenes in this entire episode. That's that's a little bit of the problem. Um, I'm I'm gonna give it a two and a half. I'm 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 giving it a two and a half. It's certainly it is, worse than some of the previous episodes. I'm gonna echo that two and a half because it is actually the perfect balance of holy fuck, why is this scene still going on? Combined with this is great character dynamic between Merlin and whoever else is with him. That's absolutely shocking to me maybe it's because oh, i was feeling no. the vibe and the energy of the new 2b <laughs> oh, streaming no. service i was using but i really liked this episode <laughs> david i think you need to Hell rewatch yes. this episode not in 480p <laughs> I was no really... i am so i am so here for 480p david <laughs> i was super into this episode i thought it was great this is everything i want in an episode of berlin four <laughs> episode i thought it was great all right this is the second time this exact scenario has happened he did right. this two weeks ago with the fucking go episode so i think i think season three of merlin has now become my favorite season of, of a show that we've reviewed so far purely given the chaos that david has brought to ratings this is amazing this is actually amazing i really like this episode i thought it was I'm actually david, fucking no. joking right now david I'm, I'm, david once again i cannot shit on you i can only respect you i, I fucking love it i feel like i'm being consistent because i really like the gawain episode and this felt like more of that kind of shit like it's about like exactly more of the energy of the Gawain episode. Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> this had the exact same energy. It's alright, Nick. The audience is on our side. This got a 7.4 on IMDb. I am It is the dude, lowest am... ranked episode of the season. I am so happy that this is what David's that this is David's thoughts. This makes me very happy. Because I really I've like this like... episode. I don't know what to say. It's it's so insane to me because like I I feel like you guys have like consistently like just like brought me down in like what I like where I've like rated shows. Like I was always the high like the highest rating person. I feel like I've just like slowly like lost it. But David's went the other way. It's been amazing. <laughs> like for for contrast, in season one, both David's and my season average rating was below three. Mine was two point nine two, David's was two point eight eight, Nick's was three point two three. Like, a, a fairly significant amount over 13 episodes to be ahead by that much. The gap narrowed next at uh, season two, 3.15 for Nick, 3.04 for myself, 2.81 for David. Currently, 
David has the highest average rating this season at the midway point, just about. Yes. 3.67. I'm at 3.42. Nick's at 3.33. Nick's the pessimist. I, Holy I hope shit. more We've episodes. done it. Nick hates Merlin. I think more episodes have this kind of energy. <laughs> oh. I, I've just... I'm, I don't know what to say. Like, it just... It makes me so happy. Like... million people watched this episode up from the 6.36 they've been in the sixes so far this entire season it really seems like they found a solid time slot and are just staying there now good for them can i can i just point out like this was this was shown in britain like we're 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 talking about like british viewer about britain has way fewer people than the states and french had like what like three like three or four million viewers Yes, but Fringe yes. was also getting absolutely fucked in their time slot. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> like, and and I guess and this I is guess BBC, so this would this have been BBC. on like BBC yeah. One or two, like the big channel, right? This yeah. would have been big prime time. Oh, like, this would have been the even, show. We didn't even talk about our boy Jeffrey showing up. Wait, oh, was Jeffrey yeah. in this episode? No one. Jeffrey, like some, this Jeffrey was officiating the someone, hand fasting. Someone was having right. someone was having a wedding. That Jeffrey oh, has yeah. to be there. No wonder I was down for this episode. Jeffrey was in it. <laughs> hey, hey! How many more episodes do you think the she show up in? Oh God, none. That is the correct answer. <laughs> the she Merlin killed their king. <laughs> Merlin killed their king. They're gone. The she do it. not that's exist anymore. Can they never appear again? Listen, 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 man. When a random human kills your your fey king, you you go, okay, cool. We're not gonna fuck with him, I guess. Later, and you leave. You get out of there. The fey made the right call. Uh, We need to write another email to the kill count people because they only give Merlin credit for killing Grunhilda when he also, in fact, kills the she king. And the changeling she. <laughs> Those, man, they have slacked. Those kill count people are slacking. Like, it's, it's, all with, it's all with the magic gun, too. Like, it's not even like, oh, look, like, like Merlin, like, dead. killed this yeah. guy. Like, there's no way for them not to be dead here. And given that we, and given that the she don't show back up, it's not even like, oh, no, Merlin didn't kill the she, as it turns out. Oh, my out, God, he genocided the she. Oh, <laughs> God. All right, moving on from that, thank you all so much for listening to another fantastic episode of Four Seasons and a Funeral. We will continue recording these, having a really good time watching this excellent season of Merlin. We are all on board for that. Everyone just loves, loves, loves this season. Um, If you want to talk about how much you love this season and you want to reach out to us, you definitely can by reaching out through us through email at forsaf at gmail.com, or you can tweet us at forsaf, F-O-U-R-S-A-A-F. Though I guess um, you can also just not use Twitter. That's also an option at this point. Are we going to spin up a Mastodon server? (laughs) We could, but like, man. Abandoned abandoned Discord for Did you guys see that he had a Twitter space this morning where he was talking about... um, he got a bunch of journalists in, and they were grilling him about why you banned that one uh, journal—the journalists who were reporting oh, on yeah. the plane trackers—because he banned the account that tweeted about his private jet flight paths. 
And, and then, then banned the guy banned, who made that account. Then he banned a bunch of journalists who were reporting on that. And they were like, hey, what the fuck? And he just left the Twitter space and then turned off Twitter spaces for all of Twitter. <laughs> like, <laughs> actually, he shit. turned off the ability to do a Twitter space. Uh, well, I know, he did, I know he did a poll where it's like, hey, when should I unban these journalists? And it was like, hey, right now, in seven days, longer than seven days, uh, or not anytime soon. And immediately was like won the poll, and he's like, "Oh, sorry, too many options. Let me do up another poll." And immediately won again. And it's just, oh my god. So yeah, don't use Twitter. Don't buy a Donald Trump NFT uh, trading card. <sighs> you can't anymore, David. They all sold out. It's now resale only, of which the company still receives ten percent of the secondary sales. Yep. So don't do any of that. And um, yeah, uh, have a good time. Give us a five star rating. Give us a five-star rating, drink some water, hydrate, check your posture, all that kind of stuff, and have a good time. Outro. Our intro and outro music is The Butterfly, Kid on the Mountain by Slunch. I, uh, I really tried on that pronunciation. I don't think it's correct, but that's what YouTube tells me.